Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Welcome back. Top of the hour on Hale Varsity Radio. Coffee and cream in the morning, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, Mike Sauter still with us. Mike. Hey, Mike needs his headphones right, turned we're good. on. Liquid we're good. We're good. HBO. I'm good. I didn't hear him the whole last segment, so it was fine. I, I couldn't hear anything. Are you sure? So I'm you're positive. taking him off. Noise canceling. Yeah, it's all right. Literally. We're noise good. He's a veteran, too. He's like, Don't listen, about it. he's so busy now. He's like, listen, you guys got four minutes. I got to get out of here. Right. Okay? And, but while I have we do this orientation. Quickly, I didn't, I, was like, I, I, I didn't even get orientation. I had to fill out HR paperwork stuff, and I was like, what is this? Yeah, Brings you back to high school, college days when you're going, I didn't get getting the folders. You're more important than me. No, if I was important, I'd have got orientation. <laughs> no, you, I think the other way They're now. like, oh, you'll be with that guy, so you're in good hands. Just do what he does. That's basically what they told me. Follow Andrew, and well, I'm like, no well, where one, are we going? No wonder I have to coddle you when we go into oh, these. He knows I'm a child. He like, I do, need some Damon help. Damon doesn't Different. do meeting platforms Damon doesn't do meeting well. I'm getting better, man. Hey, we talked about a lot uh, on the boys' train. Let's go the girls' side now. Okay. <laughs> so what were your He's first impressions? He's not talking Nebraska's huge win over Maryland. No, 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 no. That no was we're big. D- girls' high school basketball. Give me your first impressions of uh, Friday Night Lights. Well, I only saw one girls' game so far, and that was Elkhorn North and Scott, and that was sold out, by the way. It was great. Like, when I say sold out, I mean like I mean a power program in Scott, the defending champs no in Elkhorn North. Got Britt Prince. Who's it was easily standing room only. The best in the region. And it was also a clunky game. Clunky? Oh, it was not good. So I watched. Uh, I've seen two. I don't know if the defense was really good or the offense. It just was. I, was, I may be biased just because my daughter's at Millard North. But yes. They're good. I was going to go into that. So in A, obviously Millard South, I think, you know, with the seniors and all that. They're they're clearly you know three Division one girls on their team, which is so cool because I saw Chloe Lemon at I sat with her at the they Miller were, North game. Those they were at um, they were also at uh, Scott on yeah. Friday night too. Yeah, so they've been they go. I mean that's that's pretty cool. So and so I because because Coach Bryce doesn't really do the pre no 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 season tournament yeah, thing no, does no, he no 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't. He does. They what he, a, he does. He's, what he he's wants, fantastic. Man. Coach Sutter and I have an affinity for their for their yeah. for Miller South head coach. So I Miller, like him too. Girls, Millard South, real quick. I think it, you, then you go Millard North and Pius. I think is going to be pretty good. Um, just extremely. Pius well-coached. is going to be right there. They're well coached, and let me tell you, uh, they have a chip on their shoulder. Oh, <laughs> like, like I. So I'm seeing these cool programs so. historically, like Lincoln Southwest. Like, yeah. they only had 25 girls mm-hmm. out in their program from JV and Varsity. Like, yeah. that can't be a thing. I yeah. mean, this is Lincoln Southwest. Yeah. Like, they're legit. There's, numbers are way down. Like, it's, 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 a le- it's concerning for sure. Numbers so, is it the volleyball, down. basketball thing? Like, so. what's going on? I think so. Is it? Club volleyball. Takes- See, and I, I tell people this. They get mad at the boys' sports. I think the, the, the ladies' sports is much worse in terms much of sharing worse. athletes. 
it just my experience I with think parents. You, like where you have to decide. I mean, have yeah. you ever? I, I look like, at like are there, are there dual sports softball people? I got, yeah. Like if you're in softball and mm. you're good, that is what you yeah, do. Yeah, it's the not whole really. the whole volleyball basketball thing is tough too. Because they're club volleyball right now, and so it, it takes. Right. I just always go back to Lindsey Krause in senior year, and it's like, man, Scott would Scott would have won a state title with her on the floor, but she hurt her knee in a club volleyball thing. But the only way to get her to play basketball, go out her senior year, was to go out. Was, I think it's was a to let her thing. play. I bet so. it's, I think it's a bigger school thing. If you're a big school, yeah, opposed to a smaller school, because or I girls saw, wrestling. I saw a lot of turnover rate. Go Wessa. Girls wrestling might. Like maybe that's maybe girls just right. don't want to play basketball. Right. No, so. I just saw a lot of turnover rate from volleyball to basketball when I covered C one, C two, D one. Yeah, that's D1. way different. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you know, when you fall into those smaller schools, those smaller towns, it's it's it seems to kind well, of they, be they second nature to do, do that. Way better. Yeah. They sure way better it's, than we it, do. I honestly like this is I've said this before and I feel very strongly about this. Eighteen U club, whatever should not be a thing. 18. 18 you. I understand. Meaning like you are a senior. I understand. There should not be club. So like 18 you club volleyball is a, a thing. Like seniors are playing club volleyball right now. It's like, wait, haven't you all already decided or whatever? Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, I get it, but most, I, I would think that most college coaches would want them to play a different sport for their school or something, you know, like. Just well, maybe because if if you can just keep playing that sport over and over until you get there, I know. That, but you know what they say about multi-sport, right? Your, your I, I'm muscles with you. and knees and stuff like that. And now I do understand the scientific people. Well, this could take you know we could go on this forever. So, <laughs> but like you know, girls, women's knees, hips, whatever aren't really made to go lateral. So that's why you see so many torn ACLs in basketball and girls basketball. So I, I understand both sides of it, but I do you know. Man, like, let them play multiple sports for their school, and specifically when they're a senior. That's just my yeah. that's my that's my rub, and it's nothing against any you know club volleyball or anything like that. I I just have I just have strong feelings about they don't they probably don't need to um you know be doing club volleyball when you've already committed somewhere. Um, I just I don't I don't think it's it's worth anyone's time. Well, Mike, we appreciate your time today. Hey, Thanks yeah. for coming hey, congrats, over. Man. Hey, I'm Welcome. sure I'll see you guys soon. Really? Hey. Hmm? Maybe. Shane, who's my guy? Welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? I don't know, man, but I'm Shane I'm I'm, I'm proud of you. It's almost like you've grown up right before my very eyes. Listen, man. It's and we spent so much time yeah. together. And for a long time, I, I'm happy that good things are happening to you because I know I'm kind of jealous because I don't work that hard. He works his tail off. <laughs> he does. I and you do great work. I just the last thing I'll get out of here. I, yeah, I got to talk to Sam McEwen, man. I know, we got things Sam's to great. do. Sam's fantastic. Um, it's, it's been over a decade that I have just done all I could do to get to a point where I am um, have tremendous support mm-hmm. and financially can really take – have the opportunity to really take care of my family. Yeah, I noticed your wardrobe game and, and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to do what I do every day. And um, I'm excited to be here. And, um, yeah. Hey. Welcome, man. I'm, I'm proud of you. 
let's make cool oh do cool stuff i was gonna say <laughs> let's do cool stuff how are we gonna do that gonna celebrate the yeah. story differently <laughs> <laughs> after we talk to sam i'm gonna tell andrew kind of how this whole thing started cool okay. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. We'll see you later. See you, On bye. the phone right now, Sam McEwen, sports editor and Nebraska columnist for the Omaha World Herald and Husker Extra. Sam, you are our Monday staple now. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Hey, thanks for staying on the line there and uh, sticking through the back end of Mike Sauter. We appreciate that. Oh, that's, no, I'm, I'm, you know, congrats on getting Mike. I don't know if he's still there, but I was gonna, I was gonna ask him what he thought of Allison Widener yesterday. I know he. He helped her a lot uh, in her recruiting process, and she had a pretty good game yesterday. Sam was giving you some love on Allison Widener, man, but you'd be good. All right. Hey, Sam, I got to know, though, first and foremost, we got to continue our thing. How's the weather? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, you know, it's... it's Sam's, Sam's my Lincoln res- weather clear. guy. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of clouds. I like it. Yeah. Sam's the man. Sam, I was. we were just talking yesterday, and we're going to get into the portal and a whole bunch of other things but when you're watching, I, I want to get to junior day, but I'm not. Let's go to Nebraska, Creighton, and Nebraska, Maryland. Love to start. Because, Sam, for the capital city and the, the, that school in Lincoln, it's not a basketball school, but, man, was that a basketball day. How do you stay in the moment? Oh, I think it's great for them and, and uh, certainly um, – Two very surprising wins. I think if you had asked me what I thought was going to happen on Sunday to both teams, I would have said, uh, you know, Nebraska women lose by 15 and the Nebraska men lose by 15 too. Uh, and that didn't happen. Not only they win, but they won. They won. I mean, it wasn't a fluke or a last-second shot. You know, uh, Nebraska won both games convincingly on the road. Really good day for both schools. Um, you know, I mean, Amy's, Amy's program is, is established, and they're, you know, they've had some ups and downs this season because they're missing a player that needs to get healthy in Sam Hybe with her knee, and they need to they need to, to exhort their best player to, to play like she did yesterday, uh, which she did, Jazz Shelley. But the men, okay, so the, the, the men, that was a big deal. Uh, you know, to be able to, in an off season change how you want to be and, and switch from, you know, sort of the beautiful Steve Kerr game to uh, we're going to hire Adam Howard to come in here and, you know, uh, build this this iron defense and and get players who actually want to do it is pretty impressive. And, and if nothing else, they, they've, they've got a team that can defend, and they're not going to win – uh, you know, uh, 20 games. I don't think this season, although you don't count it out. But they're, but they're gonna they're gonna be a hard out uh, just about every night, and they'll they'll take you they'll take you to the you know they'll take you to the last four minutes of the game. They may be down by 10, but they won't quit fighting. And there's gonna be some nights when they win games because of what they did yesterday. Now they last year that team doesn't win, and it's not just because of the players. It's because Hoiberg has, has is willing to win games. It's not just going to be I'm going to do the beautiful game thing and and we're gonna we're gonna do that come hell or high. We're going to we're going to win games now, and this is how Nebraska needs to win games. And they executed their plan really well yesterday, and look look what happened. They won. How much of a confidence boost is this for that Nebraska basketball team in particular, knowing the trials and tribulations that they've had to overcome in seasons past? 
I think it's a confidence boost for Hoiberg. And that can do something for a team. You know, um, I think we've all been a part of teams where we felt like the coach felt really good about where things were. And when they get proof of it, all of a the sudden their confidence goes up and it, the team feeds off of that. And I think Hoiberg needed that one. Um, he's got a team of workers. You know, and, and the, the two people that you go to right away, even before Griezmann and Walker, are Bandamel and Gary. Those are the two players who I think in some ways set that culture because they're not offense first guys. Um, Walker's a gifted player and is a gifted offensive player. And, and so, and Sam is sort of the, you know, starts is the head of the snake, so to speak, and starts things. But you need two guys to come along and be, and just not care if they score. Now, Gary had 15 yesterday, but a lot of it was the hard way. And, uh, Bandamel had a good game yesterday too. Their culture, the way they set that culture is really important. And I think the more that people learn about, especially Gary's story, I think people will understand why that team is a little bit different than last year. Gary's a big addition. He's, he's just, he's just tough. And, and he sets a tone. And you look back at the defensive rebounds he got yesterday. And I think there's a reason why you would be confident in that guy because he does things that a lot of Nebraska players haven't done since Ed Morrow left, to be honest with you. Mm. They haven't had necessarily a guy who does some of the things that Gary does for the last many years. Hey, Sam, let me ask you something. As you're watching that game unfold and you're seeing what Nebraska did against FSU, then Boston College, then Creighton, and you could make the case that Creighton may have been the toughest of the three coming up Oh, yeah. real time of the potential top ten opponents they were going to have. Oh. They're trending, right? Once is coincidence, two more is a fluke, three or more is a trend. How about Creighton on the other end when you look at them in terms of their shooting? Did you rationalize that game mean more about Nebraska than it was less about Creighton? I did, yep. I did think it was more about Nebraska than Creighton. Uh, there are going to be nights when you miss shots. What I will say is that Creighton needs to needs needs to dish the three to some degree and and, and start and start attacking teams, you know, and 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 drawing fouls and, and going to the going to the, the free throw line and uh, you know hitting hitting you know little runners in the lane and uh, they, they, they've they've got to go back to being and you know what when they go in the Big East they probably will. Because the Big East forces you to do this, I think they got a little cute yesterday and settled, um, and they just didn't make shots. And, you know, so part of what happens when you've got an NBA potential, boy, you start thinking about that three-point shot. Hey, hey listen, I am and, so with you, Sam. Something yeah. is different about Kaluma and some of these guys watching yep. their game. They're, they're not. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, I'm not trying to – I feel like I'm speculating. I just get the sense there are conflicting ideologies here. He's kind of out on it. And I'm not just pinning it on Arthur. It's kind of unfair. I just think when you have high-end talent like this, you're going to get distracted. And he has high-end talent. Coach Mack. Yeah, he does. And there's going to be, you know, there's going to be games when he's really, really good. And because he's making shots, um, but you know that KU game last year, which is what you know changed his his draft stock. He hit a bunch of threes, and you know that's 
at the next level. I, I'm not going to get into a big, long diatribe about what I think of the NBA. I, I don't talk a lot about it on Twitter. I do watch quite a bit of the NBA. I do, too. What I'll say, what I'll say is that, you know, it's a wonderful league right now, and it's way better than it was 15 or 16 years ago. But th- there's room to get way better as a three-point shooter once you join the NBA. And I think sometimes kids in college are watching that a little too much and thinking about what they need to do. And so, like, one of my favorite players in the NBA, and he was in college too, is De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. And that guy has just gotten better at shooting threes. And, but, but what he's special at is getting, and just, so is John Moran, is getting to the rim. And that's your run game. And that's the run game in basketball. That's running it down somebody's throat is getting to the rim over and over. And Arthur Kaluma just needs to get to the rim. So does Trey. So does Ryan Nemhart. And Nemhart's doing a pretty good job. Like, Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's fine. Um, but these guys just got to get – they got to go to the rim. And they, they got to trust their ability and, you know, understand that over the course of 40 minutes, you're going you're gonna to wear a team down. And you're you're gonna you're gonna win in the last ten minutes if you go with their guts. And I think Creighton's not doing that enough. I think I think they've gotta gotta get a little bit more excited about going right into the guts of the team. And if they do that, they're gonna be really good. If they don't, they're gonna be dependent on whether shots fall or not. And that's hot and cold. Sam, I think you hit the nail on the head when you made that comparison. We're talking to Sam McEwen right now, sports editor and Nebraska columnist for the Omaha World-Herald and Husker Extra. You can give him a follow. Toss him a follow on Twitter, at SWMcEwenOWH. Sam, not only did Rule hit the recruiting trail hard when it came to high school kids starting on Friday, but he also has a strong recognition of talent all around, you know, dipping into the FCS world as well, and then finding, somehow finding a way to put on a junior day on Sunday. It's like this dude doesn't sleep. But this isn't a question of how he pulled it off. Just how impressive was it to see him pull something like this off so early on in his coaching tenure here? Well, um, I don't think he would say it's impressive. I think he would say that's what you got to do. And so if we judge it by his standards, I think he's like, yeah, this is what we need to do. Um, this, we, don't, we don't have time to, to not do those things. And, and Scott Frost worked hard in his first three or four weeks. He was trying to coach two teams, which was to his disadvantage. But, um, you know, everybody's working hard. I, I, what I'll say for, for Rule is just the early returns on the connections that he makes with people are really positive. And, you know, I think he's, he's going to – connect with parents I think because he's a parent and he's a parent of you know he's not quite college age kids but he's getting there uh, but he's kind of of age of a lot of the folks that he's talking to you know these these 17 18 year old kids their parents are in their late 40s early 50s and that's where rules at so he's in a sweet spot in terms of recruiting you know he's, he's probably got about 10 years where he's going to get the parent and he's going to get the kids because he's right in that moment where he kind of understands what they're going through. And so he's, he's connecting with them. I think it's, that's positive. They've got to try to keep uh, all of the in-state kids that they have committed and maybe try to add one or two, you know, with Goldman and Alvaro. Uh, what I'll, I guess what I'll say about the most important one to me is Bramer. Uh, because I think he's really, really good. I completely and, and I, agree with you, Sam. Sorry to interrupt. He, his no, no, upside, no. I, 
I try. Yeah. You know me. You know me as well as almost anybody in media. I try not to gush. When I watch Bramer, I feel different about what he's capable of because he's a legitimate tough guy. Well, you're talking about intangibles, which is, is, is really important. That's what I care about because I've seen a lot of good athletes. I don't go by that. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. But here's what I'll say. When you stand next to Ben Bramer, <laughs> you understand what I'm talking this is not. This isn't a small town kid who had a great career and happens to be about six one and a half. No, <laughs> he's he's six six, and he's huge, and he has the intangibles. Because there's a lot of small town kids that have intangibles, but he has the other thing too. And they're going to keep Matt Newton, and I think that's you know that's going to happen. And he would be the most important, but they're going to keep him. I think Bramer is still maybe, you know, on the line, and I think his dad will have something to say about that. I like his dad a lot. And so we'll, you know, we'll see how it all turns out. But that's important. And then they've probably got to get a running back because I think you're going to see the running back decommit. And then, uh, you know, maybe they'll have to get a couple receivers because I'd be surprised if anybody short of Jaden Doss Malachi uh, remains committed. It was interesting to see Louisville pictures on the same day he was in Lincoln on Twitter. I hope that wasn't a scheduled tweet, but I understand he's going through the recruiting process. It just it just was kind of odd. But let me – I want to you – know, we only got a couple minutes, so I have to kind of hustle here. One of the things you mentioned about Rule and his ability to connect, and, and I have a very difficult kid at home. Who's a kind of a higher okay. level? Who's kind of a higher level thinker? You know, yeah. he's just different, right? And one of the things that he said was why he likes Coach Rule so much in that staff is because he thought that they were authentic, and they say some things that aren't always like, "Hey, you're the best," but feel good things. It they feel he feels like he's being honest with a plan, so there's a connection there. Is that how you think he'll be with the media as well? For the most part, yes. I mean, I think uh, he's not going to be opposed to, you know, uh, talking about positive things when positive things happen. Yeah. And no coach is. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, I think he's, especially off the record, I think he's going to be really honest about where they're at. Um, Nebraska needs that. I think they need somebody who's going to be to level with fans and, and right size expectations. Uh, Scott, Scott didn't do that. Scott maybe felt like he couldn't do it. I don't know. I just think there's a different, I think uh, just watching from the outside in, I think there's a, the word I would use is authenticity. I I think it's in the, it's, I think it's in how it comes off what's being said. Right. Right. I think authenticity, but also like a little bit more transparent. I, I get it. Um, I think, I, again, I don't know that Scott felt like he could say, uh, you know, this is a bag of crap and it's going to take years. <laughs> uh, he wasn't able to say that. Bill, certainly his athletic director wouldn't let him say it because he was talking about Michigan and Ohio State running for the hills. Matt Rule, I think, will be very honest and so will Trev. And so I think Matt Rule will be like, we don't have the right to talk about doing X, Y, Z until we do ABC. And so I don't think you're going to hear Matt Rule say, you better get us now, or, you know, year two it's going to happen. Like, he's going to stick to his fundamentals on his blueprint, 
And if it's coming together on his blueprint, he'll trust that the results are going to be what his process says they're going to be. But until the players actually embrace that process, I don't think he's going to lie to us about where they're at. Sam yeah. McEwen, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks the man, so Sam. much. Enjoy the day. Take care. Thanks, Sam. Tons still to talk about, including Omaha hockey sweeping the 14th best team in the nation, Nebraska volleyball advancing, and how about Creighton soccer? Yeah. How about that? We'll get into all that next on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency.